Hey, this is Shauna Smith, president and co-founder of Virtual Velocity and CEO of TMM360. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and today I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Shauna Smith. Shauna is the founder of TMM360 Marketing, or the Marketing Muse 360. TMM360 Marketing is a small branding and business development firm that primarily helps aspiring entrepreneurs. The Marketing Muse 360 assists with jumpstarting their business activity through effective marketing and branding strategies. She is also a business and branding coach. She recently launched a new business called Virtualocity with her business partner, Joy D. Luzuriago from the Philippines, where they have essentially become global virtual assistant matchmakers. She has written two books, Seven Secret Ways to Brand Yourself and how to work with virtual assistants. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I'm really excited to, for you to hear today's conversation with Shauna. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck in needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. All right, let's do this. Shauna, welcome yeah. to the show. I'm so excited. I've been thinking about it all day. I woke up thinking I'm going to be in a podcast with you today. All is well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been really excited to have you on the show and I am blessed that you earmarked the time for us. Branding and marketing. Is, is that how you just woke up one day and decided this is what I want to be when I grow up? Or has this been a journey for you? Um, it was a journey. I started out with, um, I had a catastrophe in my personal life with real estate and I had lost everything with um, my husband at the time. And I did the whole God promise, God, if you get me out of this, <laughs> I will dedicate my life to helping others not go through this. So I actually started a real estate firm first. And it grew pretty big, but it really wasn't my passion. My passion was putting it together. And I didn't, I realized that about four years in, and then I asked all the partners, I remember one day saying, I'm going to take the ship down because this isn't what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into this. 
Wow, that's phenomenal. So let's talk about your catastrophe, you know, because I believe that really our message lies in our mess, right? I believe yes. that no matter what it is we go through, our journey just makes us who we are today. How did what it was you referred to as a catastrophe, how did that contribute in your success and the levels that, that you've achieved so far? Well, we were living it. We were doing the American dream thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we had the car with the house, three dogs, three teenagers. And my husband at the time was a valet manager. Um, he was making really, really good money, but he had to use his body to make that money. He was running around doing the valet. Well, one day he plays basketball and he rips his Achilles heel. And with that, it's everything stopped. And we didn't have the things that you're supposed to have. That company did not provide the insurances and all that. We didn't even think about it. And um, I was like, well, what are we gonna do? And for some reason, I just froze. Like I didn't go out and work two jobs. Like I had, when I was pregnant, I've worked a lot and I just didn't do anything. I just sat there and watched everything collapse from the notices, you know, that you got to leave to power going out. And, and I remember just sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? Because I think he was too distraught. He literally was not thinking of anything. And so I remember going back to our, where we originally moved when we moved here to um, Georgia and walking around this townhome neighborhood that wasn't the greatest. It wasn't horrific, okay, compared to a lot of places, but it still wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. But I remember walking around the neighborhood that day and I said, Lord, if you just get me through this so I can just start over, I promise you I will dedicate so that other people do not feel this way because I'm resourceful. Mm -hmm. But some people aren't. This is how people can become homeless. Right. So I want to be a catalyst for people who get in the same situation to help them because it's very painful. And as soon as I said that, the funniest thing happened. Some lady walks from behind the building in that townhome community mm -hmm. and gave me a house, like a place to live. I was like, well, okay, <laughs> heal a steal. This is what we're doing. <laughs> so what I hear is that when you were going through the actual situation, the environment, your fight or flight kicked in and you know, there's fight, flight and freeze. And it sounds like you freezed, right? Mm -hmm. So how did you go from freezing par paralysis into action? I feel like Paul, your back gets to the wall. Mm -hmm. And at that point you have to decide what am I going to do to make this change? Because mm -hmm. now there's no other options. My back is here. And that I remember seeing my kids and I remember seeing the dogs and, I, and him and I'm like, I gotta do something miraculous. I gotta do something. And so that's when I just, as some of my friends called Shauna, pull a rabbit out, pull a, a rabbit out of the hat moment. That's what they call me sometimes. <laughs> right. And right. so it just comes from pure, that's I guess the fight part comes out. You know, you freeze, then you either have to do something at that point because you just mm -hmm. can't disappear like you would love to disappear from the moment. But for me, I my typical reaction is I got to think about it and then I just take action mm -hmm. and let things happen and good or bad and just continue to take action until I get to a place where I can breathe. No, no, that's 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 brilliant. So so. If I may, I'd like to share with you scientifically what actually was going on. So our most primitive response is our fight or flight. And that comes from anger or fear. Then after we get through that primitive response, 
the next thing that happens is what's programmed inside of us neurologically. And either our toward motivation kicks in or our away from motivation kicks in. So like you said, your back was against the wall. So for people who have away from motivation, they have to push off that wall to get away from it. For people that have toward motivation, they figure out the destination that, that they wanna to get to and they, they move toward it. There's no right or wrong, it's just kind of how people are programmed. So if, if our listeners are going through an environment to where there's chaos or to where there's catastrophe or devastation, and let's face it, you know, we're, we're at the heart, the peak of the surging of the pandemic, right? Yes. We, have, we have a lot of people who have been laid off. We have a lot of people who have lost their jobs. They've been furloughed. Their unemployment ran out. I can go on and on. What kind of advice can you give to them? You know, since, uh, let's face it, we're both in a situation to where we can relate. We've both had to start over. So what advice yeah. can, can you give to these people? I think when you feel like the world is um, closing in, because that's somewhat how you feel, because, you know, now you get into this negative vibe and you just start attracting more and more and more. You um, one of the things I've been doing a lot recently, like like I'm talking about like prescription, doctor prescription type thing mm -hmm. is um, stop, you know, stop trying to do fix everything for just one moment breathe and start being grateful. And there's a particular book that I discovered again last year that I have literally been sending to people to get them out. Like I, you know, because I had one person in my networking group who literally sent me a list of all the negative things happening. I've never seen anybody write a list of 21 things that went wrong. Wow. Like she took and she messengered me. So it was huge. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've never seen this. I said, I'm going to send her the book because sometimes it's hard to tell people, well, breathe, pray, meditate. Sometimes it's hard to get that anxiety off of you. Yeah. So now my tool is this book right here. And I actually happen to have it with me because I'm doing it again. And it's called The Magic. Yeah. And what it does is... Um, well, the great thing is for my best friend, it, when it got her out of her depression, I knew it was miraculous. Mm -hmm. And so recently, that same lady with the 21 issues, she just came on the group and said, thank you for sending me that book. I had a, a, a way out nice. day by day. And she actually started having all these blessings come in. And so the word is really gratitude. Mm -hmm. But you know how people say thank you and they think they're being gracious or having gratitude. Gratitude is a much deeper feeling. Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes we don't even know how to get to, but this book will help them get to that feeling. Well, reality is allowing ourselves to hold a space of gratification, of gratitude. It actually shifts our internal representation and shifts our state. And when it shifts uh -huh. our state, we show up differently. And when we show up differently, we actually can create a different environment because let's face it, we create as we speak, right? Absolutely. So, so, so for that reason, you know, the, the law of attraction is great. It's only great, though, if you apply it and then put action to it, right? Absolutely. absolutely. You can't just write the sentences of, I want this and just sit there. <laughs> it would be great if it worked that well, but I, I, don't, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so reality is you can sit there and go, I want this. 
And then the next thing you should write is, and I'm willing to do this to get to it. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree 100%. So, so, so I'm curious, um, how do you define success, Shauna? Um, so I define it a couple of ways. Um, I have been to a point where I've had, you know, I do think that having money is a good part of it, right? Especially if you live here, like depending on parts of the world that you live in, money mm -hmm. is not always important, but right. in our society, it, it, it is. And it's not because you have nice things like cars and houses. It just, you can breathe and you can actually work on those things that you want to work on internally. But if you're chasing money, you can't even focus on self-development because you're too busy just trying to go to work every day and have your energy. So I first, I do think financial is a part of success. It, it really is. And two, the relationships you have in your life on a day-to-day -day basis or your closest relationships will definitely feed you when something else is down. Mm -hmm. So as I, when I was in the middle of that first business and that entrepreneurial spirit hit me, I became some kind of obsessed creature. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who I was. Like I only needed four hours <laughs> of sleep. And I, and I felt like that was an inconvenience. Like mm -hmm. I had made an agreement with my body just to sleep, but I didn't even understand what was going on. But my relationship with my children started to not be as close. And so, you know, let's, well, fast forward 10, 15 years later, I, I don't like to use the word regret, but I value my relationship with my children and my friends more than ever. And the older I get, relationships are the, the, the key. Like being financially good is great. You have no stress with what you have to take care of and be responsible. And if you have a giving heart, you can actually give to people and donate, create programs and, and put things together. And that is an ultimate like feeling when you can give people because you yeah. have it. Yeah. I didn't understand that feeling until I started doing it. And I'm like, well, nobody told me this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a combination of giving the love you have in your, in your life with your, your family and your friends. And of course, having the financial stability to be able to make decisions that you want to make. Yeah, you know, legacy-based businesses, legacy-based visions, the, the, the socialpreneur, the, the social entrepreneur is, is truly the environment that creates the win-win-win. When, when, when you go outside of self and you focus on how to create an environment where there's a win for your prospective client, a win for, we'll just call it the world, and a win for yourself. What could possibly be better than that, right? Yes, it's, it's unreal. That virtual assistant business um, has really become a social entrepreneurial project. It's, it came out of these branding clients weren't doing the day-to-day -day work. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if you're not going to do it, let me show you how you do this because I've always had virtual assistants. Mm -hmm. And then my virtual assistant who was in the Philippines became like more than my virtual, she became my friend. She became somebody I trusted. And then her family invited me to the Philippines. And then I saw a whole bunch of people just like her that wanted to help and wanted to be a part of our economic system. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to make money. And I was like, well, we can help a lot of people. Let's do it. Yeah. And that's how that came about. 
So, so Shauna, I'm, I'm curious if there was any advice that you could give to your teenage self, what would that be? Oh, that's a, oh, that's a, <laughs> do we need a martini to, to discuss that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a couple of things I would have said, and I, and I hope this doesn't come out wrong because I'm very grateful for every single thing and every single thing that's happened and people yeah. that I have in my life. Mm -hmm. However, one, I would definitely talk about the mate. When you mate with someone, understand, pick someone wisely mm -hmm. because it's just like when animals mate and they pick the best of the breeds to come out with the best of the breeds. Mm -hmm. You know, you wanna make sure that you take your time to get married to somebody. Right. That was number one and number two, surround yourself with more people that you want to be like and you can be friends with whoever you want to be with you know mm -hmm. I do I've always had different friends but I, I kind of stayed back a little bit I didn't really go forward with my friendships as a as a teenager I was kind of to myself but I also lost my mom at 15 mm -hmm. so I really couldn't navigate that too well but I'm sure that situation had something to do with who I am today mm -hmm. you know but I would have said do the, do the fun college thing and, and do more experience with people and dating before you get married so young. Mm, I like that. So, so what piece of advice would you tell your teenage self about business? Oh, read and watch as much as you can about people who've done it before you do it. Like you could, as a teenager, I would have been better because I would have had the security of my father. I could have tried all kinds of things, but as as a business owner, I would have said, start reading as much as you can. Try to find a mentor as fast as you can and try something. Just take action and try at least one thing and mm -hmm. be consistent. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge personal professional development advocate. Yes, that's the industry I'm in and I practice what I preach. I invest 30% back in myself every year. You know, I read anywhere depending. So I, I listen to three or four books a month. I read two or three books a month. I, I have a multitude of coaches. I, I have seven coaches, one for every area of my life. I also participate in an immense amount of trainings, both home study, downloadable courses, as well as live and, and live virtual. I insert myself into environments that, that, that really challenge me to extract me, to, to extract the excellence out of me. And, and, and I think I've been doing this for, since my early 20s. And, oh, and wow. I, yeah, and you know, I, I had a coach uh, when I got out of the army, I had a coach tell me, if you really wanna make a difference in your life, if you really wanna make a difference in the world, then get a coach. And I did. And this is, you know, this is before coaching was, was fashionable, right? Right. Yes. And, wow. And, and, and I got to tell you that that was probably the first piece of advice that, that she gave me was insert yourself in trainings. And I did. So well, I, um, hmm. I, I just want to say, when you told me about the coaches, the seven coaches, at least a hundred people know that now because I was so impressed about the fact that you said you had that many coaches and some people are out here fighting one coach. Like they yeah. don't even want to get one coach. And I'm like, 
we got to get it together. So um, that really was an eye opener for me that mm. you have that many coaches and you're an amazing coach. So that, that was a, a game changer for me. You know, for me, for me, it, it didn't start out that way. I mean, it started out with, with one coach and then uh, a few years into it, I got another coach. And then a few years into that, I got another one until I got to the point where I realized success is a journey and success is all encompassing of life as far as, you know, the wellness, the health, the spirituality, the financial, the business and within and multiple components within the business, you know, and I could go on and on. And, and, and I realized if I'm going to be the best version of myself, I should really focus on harmony in every area. So I started seeking coaches in every one of those areas and complete transparency. The, the one that I, that I focused on last, which I really wish I focused on first, was the, the, the coach that, that really focused on the, the, the personal side of me, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the spirituality. I, I'm a hardcore type A personality. And when people would tell me to meditate, I'd look at them like, uh, you must be stoned. <laughs> you know, now, now my day doesn't seem right or feel right unless I do. It didn't take the edge off of my type A personality. It just gave me a stronger foundation of gratification and appreciation to stand on. So so I'm curious, you know, you have, you, you have achieved high levels of success. You've pulled back like an arrow, you know, you've had the carpet pulled out of you. You've achieved success. What, what is, what's your number one key to success that you could share? When you were doing that description of like, you achieve success and then it gets pulled back. I, I saw those moments in my life where I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking, okay, so what was it that made me continue to like work? Because some points I, I really could have just given up right, and just went and worked for someone, but I just yeah. couldn't in my heart and soul, I couldn't do it. And I remember having a FedEx store, actually it was a partner in six FedEx stores one time. And I had to let that all go and figure out a new direction. I think the biggest thing is if you, you just can't stop, because if you stop for one second, the momentum, I feel like something can take you in and, and you can get lost like at sea or something. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, okay, if I just take, when I get lost, the thing I say in my head is just put one foot in front of the other. This mm -hmm. is normally my mantra. When I get like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing today. Okay, time out, everybody. We're just going to put one foot in front of the other. We're just going to answer one email. I'm just going to send out one proposal. I'm just going to put one post on social media. I'm just going to smile. I'm just going to. And so it just, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And before you know it, it may take a few months, but you're back into some type of zone. And then mm -hmm. something miraculous may happen that really gives you some oomph. Now you're on another level and then it keeps, it keeps going, but then it could happen again, just cause life, like you said, like life is not going to stop Yeah. and things aren't going to stop happening. People are still going to pass away in our life that we love and you're going to get back to that place again. 
And I think if you have that rhythm of just remembering to just do one thing or two things or three things to keep your business going or your health going, you, you, you can make it out. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, you have that song stuck in my head now, Rudolph and the Land of Misfit Toys, where the dentist starts singing, just put one foot in front of the other. Oh, yep. yep. Thanks so much for encoding that in my brain now. I'll be sure <laughs> to be share that it. with you. I know I'm already singing it in my head. I'll be sure to text you multiple times about that. So, <laughs> so on that note, on that note, that that leads me to to, to something that I'd like to really extract from you. You know, during tough times when when you have the weight of the world on you, when you just shut down, when things don't seem to be working, how do you stay motivated? How do you push through that? How do you say, just put one foot in front of the other? Because there are times where those feet feel like cement shoes. Yes, yes, they do. Um, I think it came from like, I, I have people in my life that show up when I don't have it in me. They just mm. magically call me or text me or something shows up to just give me just a little tiny bit of juice to like light the pilot light. So I just mm -hmm. have a tiny bit to remember. But also, it's also my why, because I remember I got these little grandbabies that I want them to understand they can be successful. I didn't have that as a little girl. I didn't have any women doing business out here, you know, wanting to be, you know, the best and doing photo shoots and wanting to be beautiful or, or trying to work out or just having books around. And I didn't have any of that. And um, if I had that, and I'm not saying, you know, woe was me because I didn't, but I sure in the hell could have probably popped out of that slingshot a lot faster had I had that surrounding. So now that I'm that person, I just have to make sure those little girls, especially my grandbabies, mm -hmm. can see a different type of possibility because I want them to do bigger things than me because now nice. we're global now. Mm -hmm. So I want those babies to be in other countries doing things for other people. Um, and, you know, I have them involved in all kinds of stuff in business, nice. lemonade stands and everything. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my first experience in entrepreneurism was a lemonade stand. I was just a little girl. I think I was like oh, wow. six years old. My dad, my dad took plywood and two by fours and built me a physical stand, then oh invoiced me for the materials and labor. Mom took me to the market, bought me all the stuff to make lemonade, invoiced me for the supplies. Oh my gosh. And then I'm sitting here uh, six-ish years old, give or take, looking at these bills, like, what does this mean? These are numbers I don't understand. And then I went to town with my lemonade stand and I realized that my drive-by traffic, because I lived in upper suburban middle class in Pennsylvania, just outside Philly. And I realized my drive-by traffic was negligent. It was, it was insignificant. So I got my brother and I, paid him a nickel to go knock on doors for me. And then neighbors started coming out and I realized, wow, neighbors cheap. So then, <laughs> so then I got him to get his friends, you know, cause my, there, there's like a, a few years difference between my brother and I. So him and his friends would just go knock on doors. 
And then next thing I know, my lemonade stand was busy. I was paying my bills. And then I had people wanting little kids coming up to me going, can I sell your lemonade too? Oh, wow. So, I know. So I just, I kind of built that. And then it moved into bubblegum. Then it moved into taking out trash and shoveling snow and then having friends do it with me for me. So I would just split the income with them. You know, if I got 10 bucks to shovel a driveway, I'd give them five. And, and, you know, it just became, I started building these little mini empires. And it was funny because the first job I had, my boss looked at me and said, why is it that every time I look you in the eyes, your pupils are dollar signs? And I, and I looked at her and I was like, I don't know. I have green eyes. Are you mistaking them for dollars? She goes, she, she just shook her head. And then it made me realize that I was really certifiably unemployable. And, you know, it's all about creating that win, 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 creating a product service or solution that has a need, want, and desire, helping people achieve what it is they want. We also call them employees or contractors. And then creating an environment where you can thrive too. What could be better than that? You're you're serving all markets, right? So I I love hearing that you have your grandbabies involved in this. Oh, yes. Yes, they have my spirit. They do that. (laughs) Her lemonade stand, we did it in the dead of winter because she wanted to do it. And I said, well, we're going to do it. And she made $35 in the wintertime because she yelled so loud. I was like, her yell like that? And uh, her grandfather said, let her do it her way. I'm like, she's yelling though. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> people pulled their cars over and like, I don't know what that little girl is selling, but I need to pay her for whatever she's selling. So yeah, yeah she's got it. It just goes to show you that it really doesn't matter what your product is or the environment that you're in, the heart and the passion that you deliver behind it is what's going to be your attraction magnet. Wow. That so, was big. <laughs> well, that you really know what? she's got a phenomenal mentor. It just shows that she sees the heart and the passion behind what you do and how you help people. And, and that's yeah. kind of how I brought um, our youngest up, the, our 20-year-old. Our 20-year-old, she's been networking with me ever since she can walk and talk. I uh, mm-hmm. got her little business cards that said uh, Vice President of Public Relations. And then I put my email address and my phone number on it. And she oh. would just walk up and pass business cards out and say, do you know my mom? If you don't, you should. And I, it was phenomenal. That's a great idea. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going back to Virginia this weekend and I think I'm going to get her some cards. That was great. <laughs> I love that so much. So, so you brought up networking earlier. How has, how has networking streamlined uh, your entire process towards success? So networking had a huge impact on my success, actually. From a branding and marketing perspective, um, I'm a, I have a big mouth. When I, when I see something nice or some, somebody cool or somebody's amazing, I just like to tell everybody about it. That's just naturally who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea doing that in the networking world was like, the best thing because you're you're sharing your connections with everybody and I'm like oh my god you got to meet this person they're awesome so I'm running around telling everybody about everybody and next thing you know I'm this a major networker 
And then um, I started volunteering on some of the networking events and being one of the main people. So a branding and marketing tip in the middle of the networking is if you can become a leader in the networking group, it elevates you. And you just want to be, you know, part of like, let's make it better. Let's make it better. Mm -hmm. But you, something happens where people see you as not bigger than you are, but they see you as someone who really, truly gives and your name starts spreading like wildfire. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm on sitting on boards of things. And next thing you know, companies are calling me out of the woodwork. Like we heard about you. What did you hear? <laughs> I was so confused one year because call all kinds of companies were calling me to hire me. And um, that was the first year that I actually, my brand actually brought in lots of things, mm. but I wasn't ready for it because I didn't know what was happening. You know how you have something, but you don't know what, I didn't have anybody to show me what was happening. I had a mentor, but he wasn't telling me, hey, now you need to organize your consultant business because all these companies, you can work them all. And I was like, I don't think so. And they all fell at the same time because I was trying to figure out how to be a consultant for like four or five major companies, you know, and I, I, it just, it was great. And I learned my lesson, but the networking got me to that place. It started with networking. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I know you and I have had a couple conversations offline before this interview. I never shared with you. I've built two businesses, 100% off networking, zero digital online presence at all. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It's, you know, it, it it's phenomenal for me. It's, I, I had to do it. I had to bootstrap my business, you know, when I woke up with 16 cents in the bank and you want to talk about a tornado catastrophe it was kind of one of those things where I had the life of a millionaire. Uh, I had the lifestyle of a millionaire, woke up to 16 cents in the bank, thanks ex-business partner. And uh, what better way to bootstrap a business than to lean on people who know, like, and trust you and, and really build it from there. It was, it was a godsend. It was a blessing. I swear by uh, referral marketing and small business networking. And it's still part of my strategy. As a matter of fact, it's always been the majority of my strategy when you really look at my numbers and where my sales come from. That's very interesting because you know we all have that same possibility because we're all networking, but everybody's not doing the same thing after the networking event. I yeah. think that's where the rubber hits the road because even myself, I will go to an event. It doesn't mean I'm going to follow up with everybody. I may mm -hmm. not ever follow up with any of those folks. Mm -hmm. And so that's the part. Now that you mentioned it, my, my brain is clicking now that you said that, like, I think I, <laughs> I need to do better. <laughs> you know, you know, for me, it was about understanding that if you have a room full of people showing up to net sell, and no people in that room showing up to net buy, you have a huge disconnected networking. And really all networking is, is casting a net out there to pull in a select few people to build relationships with so that you can add value to them and they can add value to you. It's about, you know, stopping the days of, of showing up spraying and praying and showing up and throwing up and, and, and hoping someone buys from you and really digging in and 
it's a long-term strategy in investing in relationships so that people can open up their relationships for you. And that's where the massive concept of feet on the street come from. Happens fast then. It, it is a long-term strategy, but when it takes off, it takes off because let's let's face it, if if you are meeting people through traditional online and offline marketing, you're an unknown unknown to them. And depending on your skill sets will determine your closing percentage. However, if someone they know, like and trusts. Rec highly recommends you and connects you, then the statistics of your close are far more significant and easier. Mm. Those, so, that's serious wisdom right there. <laughs> that's kind of how I've built two seven-figure businesses and several six-figure businesses. And, 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 and please understand, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the strategy of of traditional marketing and online marketing and social media marketing, and digital marketing. So to the point where I have been investing in that as well, I'm just sharing what, where my success has come from in the past. And if I can do that from relationships, imagine what I can do beyond that, right? No, absolutely. And, and for those uh, people who feel like they have a business and nobody's buying, there's a solution. Because there's, especially with now, there are so many online networking groups that are free. It doesn't take gas. It doesn't take anything but internet and a phone. Mm -hmm. And so it's just up to them. But I, but I know there's a lot of other things that have to be in place. You just mentioned the sales. You got to know how to do that and some other yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Skill sets. Skill sets are absolutely important. Mindset. Mindset is the catalyst to success skill set is what really wraps the, the ribbon around it. Mm. So, so Shauna, um, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you're a branding and marketing expert. So can you share with our listeners some strong branding and marketing tips that can help them enhance their success or set them on the path for success? Absolutely. I um, love branding and marketing. And I think about my childhood and who I was in uh, school, I've been doing it for a long time because when I was in school, I was the person who was friends with the kids that nobody, that no one would talk to or they felt different. I always saw something really cool in them, even when nobody else did. And I'm still that way to this day. Like my friends are always those different people. They're, they're not falling into what society thinks as normal. And so this is what I think branding is. Branding is owning your cool factor and then telling people about it, you know, doing the things that you find cool, not what other people think are, is cool. Because what happens is there are some other people and there are a lot of them who likes the same things. So maybe you have five cats and you like tea and this is your life. And you probably think, oh God, I don't want anybody to know I have five cats. And I have, and I had light tea, but no showcase. This is what your heart is behind. So the energy that when you put out how much you love your cats, your lifestyle, there are people, millions of people who like cats, who will, you will grab their attention first. And then, like you said, you still have to bring in your sales when you attract them to your social media, to your blog, to your podcast, however you're networking, even if you're networking one-on-one. -on -one, hmm. You can talk about those things because you want conversational pieces 
that bring down the wall. Because the wall is, please don't sell to me. Don't right. try to sell me insurance. Don't try to sell me a house. Can I first find out if I even like you? And branding, especially personal branding, definitely attracts people out of nowhere. And not only people, but opportunity to collaborate, find a mentor, great friends. Like it has just been, for me, I am very loved in, the, in my business world. Any business world I, I move to, I am absolutely loved. And I think it's because I'm just me. And I'm kind of a nerd sometimes, quirky, a little bit hood. Sometimes I'm funny, I'm smart, and I'm extremely loving. So that's probably why I get it back. It took a long time for me to understand that. But mm -hmm. if you're going to brand yourself, I have this new rule or this new equation in my mind. And I call it a 40-40-20 rule. And if you're anything that you're doing to put yourself out there, 40% should be just you, not about your business, not about what you, you know, how you do it, when you do it, just you and all the things or the things that you want to share with others. Mm -hmm. The other 40% is just you sharing your knowledge base without asking for the sale. Like just talk about, hey, this is how you brand yourself today. I'll give a tip. You do that enough times, you don't have to sell anything. People will come to you because this woman apparently knows what the hell she's talking about. Mm -hmm. I've been watching her for a whole six months. It may take a little bit more time, but the beauty of it is you attract people who already believe in you. They already like you. And it's just, they show up like, I heard about you. Can I need some help with branding? There's no selling except you have to be able to execute. And the mm -hmm. last 20%, by the way, is actually asking for the sale. Nice. So that's my new 2020 equation I came up with as I'm being going more into the coaching space of branding is because some people are like, well, what do I post? Well, how do I don't even know what branding is. And that's if I give them that, mm -hmm. it gives them a perspective of how to put themselves out there without just saying, come and buy and list your house with me which I can't stand when people post that <laughs> <laughs> right right you know you, you you brought up some amazing points and perspectives and and I want to kind of go backwards a little bit and touch a few of them you know ask for the close ask for the sale that do you know that's the number one reason why most people don't close a sale is because they forget to ask for it and you know traditional sales trainings teach salespeople to assume the sale. And I guess in their mind, assuming the sale means don't ask for it. Well, if you don't ask for it, it you guys have heard me say in previous episodes that the brain is incapable of achieving ambiguity. The brain needs a call to action. So if you don't ask for the sale, your prospective client is left in a looping limbo. And if they're in a looping limbo, they can't take action. So that's a phenomenal point about asking for the sale. Now, I want to go all the way back to how you started answering this, and that's touching on the cool factor, right? So many salespeople, entrepreneurs, and business owners that I've talked to over the years, they, they struggle with sounding braggadocious. They struggle with, I don't want to sit here and toot my own horn. What, what advice can you give someone to really leverage their cool factor without having to worry about feeling like they're bragging? This, that is such a huge hurdle for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And some people are like frozen in fear 
to even think about doing branding because they have to toot their own horn. So that's why I say, if you just, you don't have to say you're the number one, uh, I don't know, tire maker of this type of car. You don't have to do that. What you can do is just share your life. Mm -hmm. The things that you love to do, that's not being braggadocious. You're, the biggest thing is being kind of vulnerable and sharing. Because those are things that breaks down people's walls. And then when you get their walls down and they feel like, oh, he's pretty cool. Like he just likes to be out on Sundays and he's changing his mom's tire. That's super cool. And you watch him do it again. By the third time, you're like, you leave a message going, that is super cool that you change your mom's tire. Oh yeah, this is something I love to do. Mm-hmm. And you're like, really? How long have you been doing it? I mean, I have a whole business around it. Oh, really? I would love to check it out all because I love the fact that he changes mom's tire. Mm. So if you have a problem saying you're the best realtor in Southern California, just drive around and give information about why Southern California is the coolest place to live. And eventually we get it. You don't have to say it. You just have, if you do it in a consistent way, branding is about long-term, um, like it, it will take you far, far away. So like yeah. the thing is, if you do a great job with branding, no matter what you sell or do, people will buy. Because mm-hmm. I have gone from real estate to FedEx stores with branding and marketing to now being a branding and marketing coach. And the same people have been with me to all three. Nice. And it's because my brand went very deep and very long. And I've been consistently in the same area saying the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah. So that's another tip. So if you're a changer, like you change every year, different stuff that could be a bit of a hurdle because we don't know what you're good at right right which then leads me to the sweet spot the middle point of one of your tips which you just touched on again you've brought up you know six months twice you know the 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 beautiful thing about success the beautiful thing about marketing the beautiful thing about branding is uh, duration stickability and commitment so many people think I'm going to put this out there and in 30 seconds, I'm going to be a gazillionaire. And then they get frustrated <laughs> when it doesn't happen and they give up. And this is, you know, when I, when I put this out there, it could be the business. It could be the opportunity. It could be a post. It could be an ad. It can be going to a networking event and delivering a commercial. This is all encompassing of their strategy, whatever their strategy is. And reality is you must stay committed to your strategy. You must exercise stickability and invest a significant duration into that commitment and stickability. Is that accurate? Absolutely. That is the biggest thing people, it's almost like being disciplined. Because, you know, as an entrepreneur, we can do anything. You can create anything out of the air because it's just you, right? <laughs> yep. This is the beauty. Like, I love this coffee cup. I could go to a wholesaler and start selling these tomorrow. Yeah. But do I really know anything about the cup? Is it my passion? No, you don't go chasing everything that looks like an opportunity. You mm-hmm. want to find something that is like a natural fit for you that, like you said, stickability takes time, but it's worth it. It's like an investment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then now you open a business and everybody's like, you know, I just started coaching uh, this year, January 1st, and I just called 15 people. 
and said, I have a coaching program. Yep. What you want to do? <laughs> 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 and um, I have six clients. But you know why? It's because, and thank you very much. I'm very humbled and like I'm look, I'm I'm having a moment like this is so awesome because it's what I absolutely love doing more than anything, mm-hmm. I realize is really helping people shine their own light and move all that fear of um, acceptance out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I just this is a prime example of the results of being around for 10 years. And always being a good person and always showing up and having integrity to the best of my ability. I'm mm-hmm. not perfect, but that was the one thing my mentor for 10 years nailed into the integrity. Do what you say you're going to do. Amen to that. Do what you say you're going to do and say what you're going to do, period. Success is yep. that easy. Well, I guess yep. that's it then. We're done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Shawnee, you've made it to the signature question of the show, and that is, what does selling without selling mean to you? I feel like I just experienced it this year with that coaching because I decided in November I was going to be a coach. I put it together in December. I called 15 people and I six people said, of course I would. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it was cheap either, you know, and it's not that it was super expensive, but it wasn't like, you know, just a thousand dollars. It was a little more than that. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I was able to sell it without selling, because I gave them an opportunity to grow themselves, not me. Mm-hmm. So let me help you in really growing your brand and having some private one-on-one, but I've already set the tone for 10 years. My 10 years of investment is, I feel like, is about to pay off. Nice. And sell without selling is being, doing those things that Stacy and I talked about this whole time, meaning yeah. when you fall, because you will, things happen. It's happened to me. I can't even tell you how many times I've had to do that exercise, one foot in front of the other. <laughs> I've had to do that several times, even with tears in my eyes, mm-hmm. even with feeling like everybody thinks I'm a loser. And, you know, I'm a branding person, so I'm in the public failing. Yeah, yeah. And so to me, success is I did it. I didn't, I didn't give up. I didn't let the outside world take me down. And now I'm ready to go to a whole nother level um, because I feel really good and comfortable about who I am and what I have to offer. Yeah. Thank you for that answer. And, and I want to touch on something really quick. You know, you were bringing up your price point. And for our listeners that, that control their price point, you know, they have a product, service, or solution to where they set the benchmark of the pricing. It, it's really important to know that price is only an issue in the absence of value. So reality is you want to look for your solution-based value and set the price accordingly. Because what one person may charge can be completely different than what you charge. It's all based on the, the value of your solution and frankly, the value you put on yourself, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Because some people can charge. I remember watching a young lady do a live about um, branding and marketing. She said, it's the same service, but are you going to be 
and it's not a, this is not a discount to Walmart or mm -hmm. anything to Nordstrom's right. same product. Yeah. It just depends on the brand around it. So you can yeah. be the Walmart of whatever it is you sell and yeah. that's perfectly fine because you're comfortable there. Or you can be the Saks Fifth Avenue of the same thing. And, but that's because that's how you put yourself out there. Yeah. And, um, there's not, no right or wrong, but the possibility is there. No, absolutely. So Shauna, welcome to the random round. See, I believe that success leaves clues and I like to ask questions of the experts that I bring on to the show so that our listeners can extract anything that they think that they can apply in their life that will help move them forward. So, so I'm really curious, how, how do you decompress? How do you recharge yourself? Um, I like to, uh, go outside. Um, I do feel that entrepreneurs have to be careful that we need to, uh, decompress because we sometimes can be like a pressure cooker yeah. and you take so much on and then things start to come out that you don't mean, but that's because the pressure is too tight. Mm -hmm. And also from a health perspective, we have to manage our stress levels because that can take you out as well as far as unhealthiness. So, um, being outside, um, I, you know, I like to have animals around, but one thing that really takes my pressure off is um, my family. As I've gotten older, like these characters that used to drive me nuts when they were kids, now also I, I, I talk to them, it's like every, nothing else matters. I just love their faces so much and those babies' faces. So being around love, stuff that doesn't have to do with your business, it's going to be important. I absolutely love that. My last question of the random round for you. What's your favorite word and why? That's the hardest question of the entire podcast. <laughs> I love words. I like the word. So my word of the year is greatness. But one of the words I really love is the word adventure. Mm. I love that word. Why do you love that word? because it's, I feel like I was a born explorer. I have that spirit mm -hmm. um, and I'm open to lots of things. So people think that, um, they'll ask me, hey, do you wanna go to this restaurant? It's not that big of a deal. If it's new, it's an adventure to me. Yeah. So I'm constantly always excited about the new adventure. It could be a new kind of bird that landed in the lake outside. I'm like, this is gonna be an adventure because I think it's <laughs> me down the street. Yep, yep. <laughs> So I'm constantly open and ready and willing to have adventures, which then push my mind further to see other possibilities, including my business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think I just have this zest for life. I don't even know where it comes from because no one in my family is really like that, but um, <laughs> I just have it. I love the word adventure. My word for the year is possibilities. And, and for me, in order to achieve unlimited possibilities, we must open ourselves up to unlimited adventures. And I believe that we as entrepreneurs should say yes until we choose to change our mind. So mm -hmm. I will always say yes to something until I don't. <laughs> That's pretty I much like how it that. is. And that opens up so many adventures because as entrepreneurs, we have no ceiling and we have no floor. So that journey can be very adventurous. It's just whether it's a fun adventure 
or a nightmare of an adventure that's up to you. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I can see some of the rocks and you fall off the cliff, but you're gonna be okay. You're yeah. scarred up, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Shauna, I've had a phenomenal time talking with you today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. What would be the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you if they'd like to reach out to you? Stacy, I want to also say thank you. I was, you know, having a day. It wasn't a bad day, but I had a little bit of anxiety and it is all gone. Um, the best way to reach me, you can email me at Shauna, S-H-A-U-N-A, at themarketingmuse360.com. And you can find me on all platforms at themarketingmuse360.com. I'm pretty much on everything, including YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, or you can find me as Shauna F. as in Frank Smith. Fantastic. We'll make sure that ends up in the show notes. And Shauna, I really appreciate your time and, and you coming on. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. First, I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Let's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love for you to jump on the Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. Let's jump over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms, and I'm excited to get to know you there. And last and definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you, get feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so that you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.